Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder film Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Dan MacArthur. You can find me on the Crime Busters Listener Society. Yeah, glad to have you with us, Dan. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. One of one of the uh, listeners of the show gets to get on yeah. with us. <laughs> Feels good. Pays to know people. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, Minute 86 here on Monday, start of the week of uh, week, uh, what number is it? 18. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and, it, and this Minute 86 starts with a general explaining how various countries are mobilizing and ends with President Nixon mocking Harvard. <laughs> or Harvard. 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 So we have, let's see, kind of starts off with uh, General 2, as he's listed in our script. Um, NORAD General, I think, in, the, uh, in IMDb, but he's portrayed by Gary Chalk. And he is just very much a that guy. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what I've seen him in, but I definitely know his face and his voice. Um, did anyone? Did you guys look him up at all? I did. I did a quick IMDb search. Uh, nothing really big popped out. A lot of yeah. TV stuff. A lot of stuff. He got three hundred and eighty-six credits um, for you know. Film, TV, and and movies and everything, but a lot of it's voice acting, which I didn't realize mm. this guy was a big voice actor. But um, apparently, he voiced Optimus Primal in the Beast Wars mm. cartoon from like the, I guess, early '90s, early to mid '90s, and then continued to voice Optimus Prime uh, in it seemingly like every version of the cartoon from the 90s and 2000s early 2000s so and then just he he was i i scanned through his credits and it was like every cartoon from my childhood you know and even some that were a little after my time but definitely ones that i recognized and a lot of like the the b or c list cartoons like you know i didn't see him in like you know um I mean, he was on like a G.I. Joe episode and he did voice like He-Man in a, I guess, a later version of a He-Man cartoon that came out like in the 90s. Um, But a lot of cartoon voices. So, Well, in Stargate, I see that he had like a character that was over the span of five years. Yeah. Slightly reoccurring, I think. Yeah, a couple of those, it seemed like, that were some repeat performances. But yeah, just... A lot of singles, a lot of uh, kind of one and done kind of shows, I guess. But yeah, uh, eleven episodes total over those five oh, years. Oh wow! So. so that's a pretty decent, decent well, chunk yeah. for you know, spreading it out. Um, like the guy next to him just looks like a slightly beefier Patrick Stewart. I don't know if you guys noticed him. The to his right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little more stern of a face. Yeah, know. almost like a mix between a Patrick Stewart and a, uh, uh, what's his name? Breaking Bad. Um, oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brian Cranston, yeah. I see yeah. that. I see that, yeah. Yeah. So we've got, he lists off some countries, and it's weird, like, hearing 
East Germany. He, he lists off Czechoslovakia, Poland, and East Germany. And I, I just had to check, like, because my history, you know, fails me. Um, I had to check and see if East Germany was still a thing in 85 or oh, yeah. if it, if, or if this was a, an alternate timeline kind of thing where in this reality, you know, there still was an East Germany. And uh, of course, uh, the wall didn't come down, I guess, till the 90s. So it, there would, would still have been, uh, East Germany at this point, uh, in 85, but it's still just, because you don't usually hear East Germany that much anymore, it yeah. just it mm-hmm. stuck out to me enough that I figured I needed to to look and see if it was a um, like a nod to the alternate timeline or if it was just you know truly was would have been the case at the time. So that's so. what you guys got. Um, then we get to uh, Kissinger saying. Uh, uh, they must fear the madman Rich Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, I mean, that's just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, bef- it's... Go ahead. Uh, before that, we get the uh, one of my favorite moments of the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Where Nixon <laughs> does the, the bold moves, Henry. And uh, it's just the way that these two, like, interact with each other in this little mm-hmm. scene is just brilliant. Like... It's it's as if they've like entered into their own little private space and like nobody else is in the room and no one else can he- overhear them. They're kind of whispering to each other about bold moves and you know Nixon says you know that's what's needed right now. We can't let these fuckers think we're weak. And then it occurs to me like you know who are the fuckers to which Nixon is referring? You know <laughs> foreign nations or these other generals in this room that he doesn't want to appear weak in front of. So <laughs> I don't know if they're having like a private chat that they don't think anyone else can hear. Um, like logically, I know that, you know, it's Nixon is just seeking Kissinger's counsel, uh, like how to deal with Russia. But there's, there's a part of me that views this scene as though Nixon and Kissinger are just, uncomfortably whispering to each other uh-huh. in a room yeah. full of people who are just like trying to, you know, not stare or like figure out, you know, just, just waiting for their turn to talk, I guess. I don't know. It's, I really love this moment. Well, and it's, it's good. how like Kissinger. He kind of just strokes his ego. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, we, we want them theoretically meaning Russia, but even these generals, we want, everyone to kind of be afraid of the madman Richard Nixon. Yeah. It's like, is it this persona that Nixon has that I've never really heard of? Is it, you know, I love the line, the madman Richard Nixon. Um, Cause it, it sounds like something that they've figured out before. Like, it's almost like they're pulling something from a playbook. Like, Oh, we need to bring out the madman, you know? Um, like I almost want Nixon to have like a Yosemite Sam like alternate persona where he turns into a raging you know lunatic and starts firing his guns into the ground or something. Like it's just, I just want him to turn into a, a you know, I don't know, cartoon character and become wild. Yeah. Tricky Dick. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess is it is the Madman like. 
I mean, he's never had to really face anyone without Dr. Manhattan really in his back pocket. So maybe are they trying to figure out like, Mm. you got to go, you got to become crazy and finger on the button kind of, kind of threatening in order for, for them to listen. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be crazy to, like, be anywhere near as, you know, the useful, you know, like, have the same effect on Russia as, you know, Manhattan. We got to go over the top, really. Yeah. Well, and I was also thinking about, you know, just, I mean, this, again, this is a an alternate 1985 <laughs> You know, this, he's been in office, like, for what, like, five terms or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, you just say, like, yeah, he's always had Manhattan in his pocket, but uh, it's just like, you know, would he, would, you know, without Manhattan, I mean, and, and, he, and he did do his, serve his one and a half or one and three quarters terms, roughly, um, but back then, you know, in the early seventies, was was there a madman, Richard Nixon? Right. I mean, he would have pulled it out then, or you know, Kissinger would have had him suggested pull, him pulling it out. That is, because hmm. because they both go, they, they both stuck it out. Sure. You know, to get that. It's not like Kissinger went away. Yeah. During these five terms. It's true. Uh, so we have the general saying two days is how uh, is how soon they can be ready for a preemptive strike. And then they'll have a 54% chance of wiping out the entire USSR before they get their missiles air- airborne. And those aren't good odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Never tell Nixon the odds. Yeah. <laughs> but he does calm calmly say you know what would our losses be so it's not like he's not shocked about 54 percent, and he's not excited but he you know, he's very calm about it so i think that is a good sign of like someone who's been in the seat for for long enough like he's he's used to getting i'm sure getting this these types of briefings from these generals and that kind of thing so <laughs> just the line about losing all of the east coast is mm-hmm. is kind of shocking you know but he kind of rolls it off with a joke yeah. <laughs> the last we'll hear of the <laughs> them basically <laughs> basically yeah well yeah i mean you know and again it's 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 not a ma- i mean he he thinks he thinks it's possible that they're talking about, you know, in that other in that other situation we we're talking about a few minutes ago. His these all these generals are kind of like he's kind of up against, and then he's you know he's also the 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 more natural enemy of of Nixon and the whole U.S. government in a sense is Russia, right. But then his third enemy, seemingly, is, you know, the East Coast liberals. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's just he's just surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's funny because I I listened to this this line and I wondered like mm-hmm. does does Nixon have a problem with Harvard is or is it like you said just a more of a liberal thing or I, I wasn't yeah. sure. Um, so I looked up Nixon's education, mm-hmm. and he obtained a bachelor's degree from Whittier College, uh, which is in California, and where he you know is from. And after graduating, he got a full scholarship to Duke University School of Law. Um, and then looking at on biography.com, talks about his education. And it says that after Nixon graduated high school, second in his class, and was offered a, f- uh, a scholarship to Harvard. But his family couldn't afford the travel mm-hmm. and living expenses. Instead of Harvard, Nixon attended local Whittier College. So... Part of me wonders if it's like Nixon has something against Harvard. Like maybe, maybe there's a little bit of like hangover, you know, resentment and it'll, you know, little f you to to uh, Harvard and and you know, being okay with them being wiped off the map. So, kind of like that idea. Yeah. Just. Against the rich elite of the East Coast. <laughs> um, what else we got? Kind of burned through this minute pretty quick. It seems like. I guess it's just a. Uh, yeah. Pretty simple back and forth with uh, Nixon and some of his generals. Kissinger. We, we, we've. Uh, I think we've had a little bit of a discussion previous. Uh... I think about uh, Nixon's uh, say his nose, or or or, or oh his, sure you know just this just the actor uh, you know his mannerisms and imitation impersonation what have you. I mean Dan, do you have a you do you think it works well what he's doing? Just curious. Uh, personally, I don't think it's all that great, but I mean it's not terrible. I mean with. I'm not sure if I'm sure there's better prosthetic technology at the time, but I think they made work with what they had. It's funny because I can't like think of any other Nixon performances. Like when I think of Nixon, I mean, obviously there's enough uh, video footage of the real man. So that is easy to, to recall, but I think when I'm thinking cinematically or cinematic, you know, versions of Nixon, like this is definitely one that and and makes sense. I mean, that it would be closer to the top of my brain, you know, um, with doing this show. But yeah, I can't think of. I mean, I know some other actors have portrayed Nixon, but none that I can recall the performance, you know. I think I'm aware that, of course, Anthony Hopkins plays him in what uh, in Nixon, right? That's the name of that one. The um, oh, what's that director? Uh, was it Scorsese? No, um, was, wasn't Stone. Was it Son of a Oliver Stone? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver Stone. There Oliver you go. Stone. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Know. I couldn't think of his name. Um, yeah, it was just called Nixon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I can't think well, of any the other. The more Nixon recent one than that, really. I think, is the um, Frost Nixon movie. Frost Nixon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Franklin Jello yeah. did that. Franklin, one. okay, yeah. 
And I think they didn't really like worry about making him look like him per se. You just went more for the performance. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, anything else on this I'm one? Good. Okay. Um, I think I'm all right. Okay. Thanks for uh, joining us this, uh, this first episode and we'll, I know we'll have you back tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great. Um, anything you want to plug or let her, I know you're, uh, you know, one of our, one of our listeners and you're, um, uh, some, somewhat active in our, uh, listener society. So, um, but if you want to tell any of your fellow listeners, uh, if you've got any, where you want them to, to follow you or any of that, go ahead, let them know. Uh, just plug the listener society. I can usually be found hanging around in there. Cool. I'm always around. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, the, in the uh, in the more general group, uh, the Minute Makers group. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I see your name in there from uh, time to time in the, uh, the main community. Yeah, it's a great community to be part of. Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an oddly uh, quick one, I guess. It's, I suppose we'll come back tomorrow with uh, a lot more to say. So, uh, so if that uh, does it for this minute, uh, that was eighty six. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for eighty seven. And who watches the Watchmen? We do. We do. We do. Watchmen are over. <laughs> <laughs>